0: or the Perea collective What is up Josh?
1: Oh, just a proverbial another day and another dollar
0: only one dollar yeah <laughs> about the salary
1: yes. Sixty-eight cents after tax, I guess. <laughs> right.
0: How you been, man? How are things? I'm doing
1: all right. You know, we've uh, we've settled into the new year. We've uh, kind of moved past all that social and political unrest, and starting to get right back into uh, focusing on the virtual classroom.
0: You know, there was a uh, there was a thought that today something. We always record these on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a thought that something was going to happen today because these all were. Wednesdays in succession in terms of I want to say it was the impeachment the storming of the Capitol and something else but they're all on uh, they're all on Wednesdays I think I didn't know that. yeah and so they're like what's gonna happen this Wednesday it was kind of funny
1: <laughs> kind of like uh what do they say about celebrities they die in threes yeah so three three Wednesdays in a row this is a boring Wednesday I guess
0: it's just a normal day yeah, normal okay day how's teaching man
1: it's okay you know uh um I'm, enjo- I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I, I think you and I are kind of lucky people because we get to teach subjects that kind of go beyond the classroom, right? I mean, I get to teach environmental science. You get to teach uh, uh, human geography. And uh, we're, we're in energy right now. Nice. Yes. And so I'm trying to help students understand the, the, the conversation about fossil fuels and renewable energy and uh a little challenging uh, doing it Zoom, right? You know? Yeah, it
0: doesn't It doesn't register the same way. It doesn't. I don't think, I, and I, I do think that, I know everyone's gonna think that their class isn't the same and it's so much better, but I, I really do feel like the, the things that we have to get across because they're so current, um, there really is something different about having them in person versus online, yeah. right? And it makes it a little bit harder. But we were talking a little bit earlier um, you know, just about the ideas that our class our classes bring out, and um, kind of funny, we're at a cross section of each other where we're sort of current. Right there, I I can't think of another class where you're actually teaching something that's currently happening right now. Yeah, I mean, I guess math doesn't really date itself. Like, there's not a past <clears throat> math and a present math. I guess.
1: Right, but no n- no math student comes to their class and says, "Oh, I saw this great article." Yeah, I guess math. that's true.
0: It mostly stays the same. Or a great documentary. About yeah. Obviously, history stays in its lane. <clears throat> English, for the most part, <clears throat> studies old books. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and so I, I think that there's something really special and unique about the classes that we teach. But also, I'd argue that there's something difficult in that you can't rely on old stuff. Like, it's constantly changing. Right. Y- if you're like, hey, I'm going to use this article. You know, for the same nine years, shout out to those teachers that used the same thing they were using in 2002.
1: Uh, not nine years ago.
0: Yeah, whatever <laughs> it is. You you can't. No. Because it changes. Yeah. So when they're talking about, um, you know, energy, for like energy is not the same now as it was 10, 15 years mm-hmm. ago. And so you have to kind of constantly stay up on that. And so where a lot of other classes just have standards that they have to teach that are make sure you cover this, this equation, this theory, whatever this is, cover this book, talk about, you know, this grammar. Mm -hmm. Ours is kind of, here's the topics, or sorry, here's the concepts, but the way that you apply them is going to change year to year. Right.
1: And I think you and I are fortunate because we already liked those conversations. We liked those stories. And so when I was asked to teach environmental and you were asked to teach geography, it was a no-brainer.
0: It was the best, it was the best thing that could have ever happened, I think. I mean, you know, I'm not going to speak for you, but I've taught a lot of different subjects over the past eight years. This is my favorite. Not, right. not even close. Like, I got my dream job.
1: What, uh, what, what are some of the aspects of teaching your class that you just really – it doesn't even feel like work. You just really enjoy getting to have that conversation with your students
0: i don't know i feel that because it's so it's so applicable like it's it's so easy for kids to be like this is so stupid when am i ever going to use this mm-hmm. like this is never going to apply to my life the things that i get to talk about are absolutely applying to people's lives every single day and i think that if, if i had to boil it down my absolute favorite thing to do is to get people to think outside themselves to understand that the bubble, the, the, the little, you know, your little world that you live in is so small. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more going on. And, and when I can get kids to remove themselves from their way of thinking of this is how everybody does it. When you see the light bulb click on and you're like dang, that's how they're living their life. It, it really should give you a better appreciation, especially here oh, yeah. for kind of what we have. And if, you know, and, and to see kids, you know, make that step, I, I think it makes them better humans. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite part.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you know, getting a, getting to work in North Fresno where, you know, a, a, a car is expected at some point after they turn 16 and they get a new iPhone every other year or whatever. <clears throat> and then you get a chance to talk to them about how, the majority of the world lives where uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll explain to my students that, you know, when you look at the, the, the economics of the globe, my classroom represents the richest 1% in the world. It's insane. Right. And or, you know, the fact that you guys can just open up the tap and you have unlimited clean water or you don't have to worry about collecting wood uh, uh, to generate heat. In your home or to cook your meals and at first they look at it look at me like well those are those people over there and then they start to realize that every civilization started there we all started off as subsistent farmers or nomads and then we started building small villages and cities and then one city attacked the other city so we had to develop walls and defenses Um, and it just it reminds you that we're we all start from the same place right? Some groups got lucky with technology or war or conquest, whatever that may have been. But yet we all start from the same place. And we're all trying to get to the same place, you know, e- education for, for all, uh, uh, equity, medicine, you know, sanitation, those sorts of things throughout the world.
0: Yeah, it's like a, um, a finish line that we think exists somewhere, mm-hmm. but no one's ever gotten there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, you're, you have relative sort of placing, like we're doing better than them. Mm-hmm. But you don't have like this. Oh, we won, no. Because you're you're never satisfied about it, mm-hmm. and 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 I think that's what makes it so fun. Is it's this look like? Listen, we're all on the monopoly board. Some of us just got to go five turns in a row before somebody else got to go. Right. where you can't judge them for buying Baltic Avenue.
1: Yeah. No. <laughs> Like, I can't even. I can't believe that you know that. No, that's the worst one, dude. Oh, <laughs> I haven't played Monopoly in probably. Oh, so ba- 30 years. yeah, Baltic
0: is like the first like that. You know that first side of the board is just mm-hmm. nasty. Like you don't want any part of that unless you can like hook the yellows around the corner. And I hate Monopoly, so I don't even know why I, I know this.
1: I'm gonna have to look it up.
0: Yeah, so okay. anyway, like the cheapest properties are first, okay. and so you don't buy those. Like that's a waste unless you're gonna buy them all and then hotel and do all that. Okay. So people usually pass by those, but at, at, for somebody like that's a great spot. Mm-hmm. Like you're owning at least something. Right. Right? So as I think we we look at the world in terms of a competition, we're very fast to look at somebody else and think why are you doing it that way? Mm. And these kids, why are you, why why would they do it that way? Mm-hmm. But to be fair to them, how are they supposed to know? Right. In in a world that's so interconnected, never been this way before. How is it that we don't know what's going on in the rest of the world? Okay,
1: and I, I think that's such an important point, right? Social media and technology has technically made the world smaller, right? We think we've got access to all of these ideas and peoples and places, and yet we have no idea what's going on in one, just one state over, Nevada or Oregon, let alone civil wars, in other parts of the world, or social unrest, or the fact that you know one uh, 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 political leader is—you know—there was an uh, attempted assassination on his life. And when you bring that to the kids' attention, they think, "Well, it doesn't matter."
0: Yeah, it's bizarre, right? I mean, to think in like 1850, like, yeah, no one really knew what was going on—a state over or a city over—definitely mm-hmm. not a country over. Like, you had no. no idea what was going on. But now, you know, you can connect with anybody around the world instantly. Yet you're right. It does feel smaller. Mm -hmm. And there has to be something going on there, Mm -hmm. right? We look at the control of the media, what they want us to see, what they don't want us to see. We look at the types of things that get posted, that get talked about. Well, you can't post that because that is now going to bring – eyes over to this problem mm-hmm. and there's a human trafficking problem still over there. And that's much better if we don't know about what's going on. Mm-hmm. And you don't really want to know how your bananas got here. You just want to keep the low prices. Right. Like There's this really weird dynamic that exists in a country like ours where we we want to claim education. We want to claim that we know all these things. But at the end of the day, do we really want to know what's going on out there? Because we're not going. Right. right? There's this look that migration in the United States only happens one way. Mm-hmm. You know, the, No one's worried about people leaving the United States going somewhere else. That immigration no. problem is not our concern. No. Everybody wants to get in, but then when you get in, there's nowhere else to go out. Right. So we don't need to know about what's going on in all these right. other countries because it's not going to be a problem for any of us. If you're traveling up from Guatemala, you do need to know what's going on in Mexico. Because you're gonna eventually make your way through there, right? right? It's like following the path. Again, let's go back to the Monopoly board because I'm feeling good about it. <laughs> you start traveling around that board. You need to know what's happening. Yeah. Before you get to Park Place mm-hmm. in Boardwalk, we'll call that the U.S. Okay. And Canada, we'll throw them in. Uh, before you get there, you got to know what's gonna get you there in the first place. Like how? What path are you gonna take to actually make it? Right. And
1: and these are people, and you know that's that's a whole other episode, right, of dealing with this this caravan of folks moving. Up through Central, Central yeah, America. through Latin America, yeah. Uh, and then I'm thinking to myself, as we're talking about connecting what's happening to our students in North Fresno and the world, um, were you the one that told me about the movie Mulan, um, the, the, that that live action one, where apparently Disney filmed part of that movie in a city that's known for using slave labor, and they they've actually taken a, a an ethnic group of Youngers, Uyghurs, I
0: don't know. This is not me. I did okay, not you know. Okay, you didn't tell uh-uh. me.
1: And as I've seen this on the news, no one's refuting it. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, that, yeah. And, and there's some speculation that maybe iPhones are being made by these,
0: the, this ethnic group. I think I did hear about that. That has been put in
1: some sort of uh, uh, concentration Yeah, camp, camps, right? Slave labor, and Disney filmed in that area. And some people were, were upset. What, and the, okay, wait a minute. We're upset at Disney for filming in a place where we know there's slave labor camps. We're not upset that there's slave labor camps.
0: Right. Let's let's look at the issue. Right. And um, no one knows about that. And no, no. one would have known about that if it wasn't for this occasion. Right. Right? And, unless you're out looking for these issues and you're looking for these things to happen, you're not going to know about them because they're not on the news.
1: But do – do we want to know? I mean, ig- what do they say? Ignorance is bliss? Yeah.
0: I mean, what would the news be? Oh, my God. Just devastating. It would be. All day.
1: And I got to tell you, I turned it off. I don't know about you. You've never been a big news guy. Not really a news guy. Yeah. No. But uh, you were. I was. Oh, my gosh. I, would, I was consuming all sorts of media. And I you know, I told myself it's a hobby, which is a pretty lame hobby. I told myself that it was something I could use in adult conversation, I could use in my, in my curriculum. But it, it's, it's never good. Um, if you do think you hear a good story, then there's some sort of twist or turn that the guy didn't pay his taxes, or there's an affair, or, um, like even like following Tiger Woods. Remember no, years yeah. ago? I mean, everybody loved Tiger, yeah. and then you realize he's got these these issues, um, and maybe that's part of the, part of the issue. There is no Cinderella story that finishes but- and and they lived happily ever after. I think I heard somebody say a story that ends happily ever after you just didn't stick around to watch the rest of the story
0: and that's probably fair and i think that maybe it's the expectation that it's not that way mm-hmm. that's more of the issue if you go into it with that understanding like look this is going to be complicated mm-hmm. this is going to be complex and that's typically how i start a lot of the units that i teach like it's going to get it's going to get weird mm-hmm. like it's going to be great i'm going to make you smile but i might actually make you cry too and i'm mm-hmm. really and i feel like Every like every other thing that I show, I have to say, sorry for bringing you down. Mm. But is it should I apologize for showing them what's actually happening? Well,
1: I'm, I'm curious. So you're dealing most with with freshmen, yeah. 14, 15 year old kids. What are, with with such a woke culture and political correctness, and you don't want to offend. What are some things that you've had to teach that you you, you tiptoe? around or you have to come in with some sort of premise like guys this may not be easy to digest but it's something that you need to learn
0: it's it's hard because it's it's the entire course is is so um multifaceted and there are a lot of things that we talk about in my class that I feel like my where my responsibility comes in is providing full picture Hmm. that's my thing where A lot of news media outlets will give you one side or the other. And once you have consumed it, you feel like your gas tank is full and you're off on your merry way. Mm -hmm. You don't realize that you just took half of what's actually happening. Like you said, right? It's the Cinderella. Mm -hmm. If you want the Cinderella stories, they're out there. And there's so many. And you will go through life thinking that everything is awesome and that the people that are living in Yemen are living the exact same way as they're living here. Right. And, and everything is good. Or you can be on the complete other side where trust no one, everything is crazy, everyone is evil. You know, you start looking at you know, Libya and what's going on there and what we'll start looking at what's happening in, you know, some of the poorest parts of our country and you could say, What are we even doing? This place is all terrible. Mm-hmm. I think the truth lies somewhere in between. And with the subjects that I teach, I really try and help them understand that things are not typically right or wrong. They're just different. Mm-hmm. And it's all through the lens in which you're looking. And I repeat that phrase over and over. Not right or wrong, just different. Not right or wrong, just different. Because that right or wrong, I think, is what gets us in trouble in the first place, especially in this woke culture, mm-hmm. right? The idea of right or wrong is everything. It's not my right. Yeah. Or it's, it, I think it's your wrong. And you're the one who needs to change. Mm-hmm. Or I think that you should see this. Well, hold on. Wait a minute. You don't know anything about the backstory. You don't know anything about what these people have been through. And if, if I can help people just to stop making a judgment for just five minutes, hmm. I feel like they're going to be more successful in life. Right. And, and that's really what I try and do. Okay. And it's it's a mixture of um, individual stories. Mm-hmm. It's, it's obviously covering topics and things that I need to do. But, you know, really when you can see it firsthand – those firsthand accounts, those mm-hmm. are the best. Yeah, you know, you realize what's taking place, and you're like, there is some good in people. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, there's also some bad too. Yeah. I mean, what do you think in terms of apes? Like, what are those? What are those things that really get you excited in the morning?
1: You know, uh, so to teach uh, environmental science to these kids, they all think it's environmentalism, right? We're hugging trees and recycling and that sort of thing.
0: Picking up uh, moss. Oh, yeah. And doing pond samples all day long. Oh, yeah, 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 slimy
1: water. Yeah. Um, And really, I think the entire uh, year is the story of unintended consequences. So uh, Jared Diamond, Guns, Germs, and Steel, right? He writes this book and pretty much comes to the conclusion that the moment humans started farming was the decline of man's relationship with the environment. Because we were asking the environment— to provide more food on this particular plot of land than it's designed to do. And so there was an unintended consequence to humans mass farming in these areas. And I enjoy helping kids understand that it doesn't matter what we do. We can be shooting for one target, but there's gonna be some other thing out there that we're gonna have to to fix. And is is the focus uh, political correctness or is the focus, uh, the environment is the focus going to be pollution? Is the focus going to be uh, making sure that the community provides jobs? Uh, because we we cover all that stuff, and it's like watching, it's like watching a um, uh, something land in a spider web, right? You, you can't just make one line of the spider web move; the whole web moves. And so, I want students to understand that whether it's eating organic or putting solar panels on your house or carpooling or, you know, dealing with, uh, soil erosion, there's always these consequences that happen, you know, further down where, um, you know, we might have to pay, you know, pay attention to that at at some other point. Um, And it takes a long time for them to start to realize that every new thing that they learn has a ripple effect.
0: And circles back. It does. And so, you know, we're about in the spring semester, you start seeing a ton more light bulbs mm-hmm. as to like, oh, that's where that was so important earlier. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's why we studied this. Like, it's, it's, so it is a web, right, to mm-hmm. so where it's nothing happens in isolation. And I think that's the best part about both of our classes and why students stay engaged, because it's not like, oh, this is a, this is a boring unit that we're never going to talk about again. In right. and out, right? Those, those, those math—you know—quadratic formula only works for this. Mm-hmm. I'm picking on math a lot today. That's a, <laughs> it's it's right. easy to pick. It on. is. And then you're done with it, right? Th- this, you're, even if it's not your favorite unit, if you're like, "Oh, I hate doing this part," mm-hmm. you know it's going to come back around again, mm-hmm. and it's going to become important. And I think that where we connect is everything that happens in the world does have an environmental science reaction.
1: Mm-hmm
0: the reason why we start doing ag, the reason why we start moving to cities, all of that's going to change everything about the environment. Mm -hmm. And if you want answers to the questions like, how did we get here? Like, How did we get to actually right here, to this place, 2021, the way that our cities look, the way that we farm, the way that we do all those things, it's a combination of geography and environmental science. Mm -hmm. And there are stories upon stories, because there's billions of people about the ways in which they have adapted the ways that they have, you know, started using these new tactics to make better societies, to Mm -hmm. evolve the way that they're living. And it's super fun to watch. It's like watching The Sims, right? Like we're watching The Sims every single day. I I get to watch from a bird's eye view of what's happening in Argentina. Mm -hmm. You know, the benefit is I don't have to live it. Right, right. I can look at it from my ivory tower in the Mm -hmm. United States, and I can look and see what's happening there, and I can Mm -hmm. say, "Oh, you should do this, this, and this. You guys would be so much better off." But I, I'm giving them the product without giving them the blueprint on how to get there. Right. And how, and how long have we done that for? Well,
1: I look at. uh, um, So this is going to be kind of an odd segue. Uh, I was never a huge fan of Wizard of Oz. It was just it was a clever story. I get it. It was in color, and then that. that Broadway play came out. Um, Wicked. Wicked, thank you. Seen it. Okay, and it completely changed how I felt about the characters in The Wizard of Oz. Um,
0: Different perspective.
1: A a Completely different perspective and context. And I think in our cell phone, social media, you know, uh, God bless them, but ADD medication and anti-anxiety medication, Everyone's so focused in, and they're not really looking out, and they've forgotten that just 170 years ago, we had a civil war. Yeah. We fought a revolutionary war. Uh, we had people who decided to leave <laughs> you know, their land, sail across the ocean, hopefully to find a better place here. I mean, these people were gritty. They worked hard. They had to deal with corruption and the weather and un- unknown things. And now here we are, 2021. Uh, it's not, easy to forget. It, sure. I mean, I, I've got air conditioning and, and, and heat and, and, and the internet. I don't need to worry about it. But would you say, agree that more than 50% of the world is still going through a revolutionary war, civil war? I mean,
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, they wake up and think, I hope I don't die today. Right. I hope I eat today. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think what you said is crucial. So you see Wicked right? And, and Wicked becomes more exciting. Mm-hmm. Had you not seen Wizard of Oz first, Wicked's not that exciting. Exactly. Right? So you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. until you know it. And this idea of the things that we study, it's, here's a beautiful survey of this amazing place that we get to live in. You're not going to appreciate that unless you see some of the other things that are taking place. Right. and and not to knock them down, but almost to build you up. Mm-hmm. And then it should become, at least in my opinion, the idea of looking at how do we get them here? Mm-hmm. How do we get them to maybe not make the exact same mistakes that we made? Not blaming them for the mistakes that they are making right. because we did the exact same thing, right? right? Nobody was just there to blame us. right? And now that we look down and we say, oh, I know where you are. Like I've mm-hmm. been there. Like the mentor like that we probably should be as humanitarians understanding that hey remember what it was like for our civil war yeah they're going through the same thing Mm -hmm. was that fun no like let's figure out a way to help them
1: well and in in both you know because i I enjoy the the academic side i also enjoy the 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 political social side um i do wonder sometimes where when a country like america or parts of europe and parts of asia have the opportunity to help um it really, I don't think it would take a lot to step into parts of, of the developing world and say, we want to help you with sanitation. We want to help you with roads. And then we don't want anything in return. And I feel like uh, as, a, as a proud patriot, I still feel like sometimes America looks at these parts of the developing world and thinks to themselves, okay, we're going to offer you a dollar. But as you guys come up out of your, uh, 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 subsistent farming, we're going to wind up taking $3 from you.
0: Yeah. We're going to need that back. Yeah. And extra. So
1: the developed world is taking advantage of the development of other parts of the world. And of course, I think both you and I agree that that's not right because when America was coming up, Europe tried to take advantage of us, right? Yeah. And we said, nah.
0: Yeah. Not going to (laughs)
1: happen. Right. Uh, and so uh,
0: we've seen it, yeah. And it's about actually helping, though, mm-hmm. versus this idea of what we think helping is, mm-hmm. right? And so I don't know. I just feel like with all of the things that are existing in this world and this really cool cross-platform that we have between us, you know, we we always talk. Hey, you know what are we going to talk about next week? What should we do on the podcast? Should we go here? Should we go here? And things have just gotten crazy Mm -hmm. especially politically and it kind of puts you in a funk a little bit right like it's it's not something that we thought about when we were you know trying to do this podcast initially which was you know to fill the cup was to engage in good conversation like why don't we stick to what we know right and and why don't we share these really awesome stories that you know i didn't get a chance to take ap human Mm -hmm. i didn't get a chance to take apes when i was in high school right like i wish i did
1: I didn't even, to be honest with you, I wasn't a kid who would have taken these classes, but I loved having these conversations.
0: Yeah, I don't know that I was in a spot where I was either, but (laughs) you know now, and you know talking to my friends and you know I'll share stories about some of the stuff that I'm talking about in class. You know, it's always dang, I didn't know that was the thing. Like, man, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, where do you find that? Where do you get that? You don't get it in mainstream media. You don't get it on the news. It's not going to be trending on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Like, these are all the 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 underground stories of things that make this world so great. And I thought, what a better, like, way to maybe just do a little mini-series or a little segment for the next couple weeks and see kind of where it goes, just talking about what it is that we teach.
1: I, I love it. And and, and like you, you alluded to earlier, it does touch every aspect of our lives, whether it's, you know, the, the environment, whether it's cities and, and urban planning, whether it's energy use, whether it's culture. Um and these are things that we just sort of think kids are going to figure out and sort out eventually, even adults. Yeah, but it's a lot more complicated, and and we get the, the the chance to create context and help. Like you said, it's not right or wrong; it's just different. Yeah, and they get a chance to 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 process that.
0: Yeah, I love it. I'm very much looking forward to this. I think it's going to be fun. I hope that the listeners enjoy it as well, um, and we will continue with that next week. Uh, let's transition wisdom of the week wisdom
1: of the week so uh, you and i are big fans of uh uh a couple authors out there um one one author i really enjoy i know he gets himself in a little bit of trouble people people
0: politically politically i, I, yeah.
1: I i've never it's jordan peterson i've never found him to be uh, uh offensive but i i i know that he, he ruffles some feathers
0: maybe as you should
1: which which is what i like about him uh i've never found him to be uh uh cruel
0: or uh, dishonest or me It never mean no never mean or hate or hateful right you know the things that he talks about again are not welcome in every circle which i feel like is completely okay right it's not right or wrong mm-hmm. it's just different it's just and this different. is the way he thinks
1: and so uh in one of his books 12 rules for life uh he says and if you think tough men are dangerous wait until you see what weak men are capable of and in a world where we've got lots of transition where the woke mob seems to be changing what we can and can't do so quickly. It's the weak-minded people who uh, are going to uh, incite change that I don't quite know if America knows how to handle um, when, when weak-minded people force their uninformed uh, uh, opinion on the masses.
0: And what's hard about that too is is what are the, what are the strong minded doing while this is taking place?
1: Well, I I'm a bit of a pessimist. I, I think the a lot of the strong minded people are, are focusing on their four hundred one
0: ks. Inward inward looking inward looking. So yeah. being strong minded, not equivalent to selfless.
1: Right. Yeah
0: which is just so hard, I think, because you're right, the leaders, how do you get to be a leader? Like, what is it that makes you in those types of positions? Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of changed. It
1: has, because all you have to do is be trending.
0: Yeah, or, you know, know the right person. Mm -hmm. And and this idea of leadership used to have, you know, I I remember all those books growing up, of, you know, here are the 10 things it takes to be a leader. Mm-hmm. And and they were like, no one was disputing them. Mm-hmm. It was, yep, that works. Yep, that works. I want to follow that person. And where are those people now? Like, they're in trouble. Yeah, I think and, they're And they're, 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 to, they're canceled.
1: Yeah, they're or, afraid to pop their head out of the foxhole. You're right, they're, they're canceled. Yeah. And, and who's s- canceling them? It's the weak-minded uh, mob.
0: Yeah, and I think that people who aren't willing to give that type of thought time right and really say let me hear what you're saying the people that are upset at jordan peterson i have not heard a great counter argument i have not either and, and i think that's just it if, if you're if you're quick to respond you lose credibility right at least to me like i always get made fun of for having like slow pauses and, <laughs> and like taking too long
1: i've never noticed that really
0: people yeah. make fun of me all the time they're like why does it take you so long to respond right. I don't I, I always just like try and take an extra second to, to listen because I don't want to sound stupid mm-hmm. and I think that that happens so often where people are just so quick to shout at the mouth and say what they feel the strong people are like what are we doing here mm-hmm. no one's listening no I'm wasting my time
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm at risk of, of you know losing what leadership position I have mm-hmm. and you're right the weak-minded love to follow I I, I, I do hate the conversation about the sheep though, if there was one term that I could make go away, it's just this idea of sheep in in 2020, 2021.
1: In what context?
0: I I don't know. I just feel like it's such a, a, a political like dagger, like Mm. that people are using, like, as if you don't know what to do or what to say, it's like the cheap go-to, like you just call them sheep right and everybody's a sheep and i wish people would wake up and i've seen so maybe it's like social media where i've just seen like people who shouldn't be ranting are ranting about you know these sheep need to wake up and all of right. this and everything i I, it, I don't know why maybe it's just the vocabulary it just really gets to well, me and
1: i would be willing to bet that it, i don't care what side of the argument you're on there's probably weak-minded sheep like people following uh, a leader and they don't have again the context because I've, I've met some people who agree with me, uh, and, and they're following this idea, but they don't know why they're following it. And I would much rather hang out with somebody I disagree with. Who knows why? Who, who, ha- who is passionate and informed about what they think and believe, as opposed to somebody who agrees with me, and they just want to yell out you know, man- yeah. mantras and, and, and slogans.
0: Maybe that's it. Maybe I just don't. I feel like the word sheep is cheap. Yeah. It, it kind of gives you like a, like a get out. Like, huh. Mm-hmm. you're sheep you're sheep like you're, you're, like, you're, like you're just following the herd like you're just doing what you're supposed to do right instead of the idea like if you call someone oh that's just really weak minded yeah oh so you don't have an opinion right right those I don't know maybe it's just my personal maybe hang we'll, up. Have,
1: we'll have to tap into your, your, your issue with sheep <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe I don't know. There might be something deeper there. I do talk <laughs> about herding sheep and stuff in class. So maybe it's just a little bit too close to home for me. Well, I am excited, Josh. I think this is going to be the next fun couple weeks um, as we dig into some of these really cool topics. I'm trying to post some cool stuff um, on our social media too uh, at the Paria Collective as we start looking at these topics and how they're playing themselves out. Should be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. Next week, come back ready to go, Professor.
1: Uh, you, you too.
0: Let's do it. All right. See you, Mark. See you guys.